Welcome to Art Talk Live. I'm your host, Julia Noyes, from the Noyes Art Gallery. I'm interviewing artists for your listening pleasure. Haven't you ever wondered why artists do what they do or what inspires them? So here we are, live, to give you the inside scoop. Hello, welcome to Art Talk Live. This is Lynette Fast from Noya's Art Gallery, and we are so grateful to our podcast partner, KZUM 89.3 FM, and listen to this podcast on kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live. Glad to be here today with Kevin Baker, who might be one of the longest time members of Noya's art gallery. Besides Julia. Besides Julia, who started the gallery. There's several others. <laughs> yeah, but members. not very many. Not very many. Kevin is one of few. And so we are talking about a person who has been creating art for his whole life. Pretty much. My mom got me started young. She used to draw a lot. And then crafty things got me doing that too. So, Kevin... When do you remember the first time of thinking of yourself as, oh, I'm an artist? When I saw my mom draw. Okay. You saw that as a possibility. She got me going, too. So, so it was just a natural thing. You yeah. just you just did it mm-hmm. and drew with your mom and drew whatever you wanted yourself. But you're a sculptor now, for yes, the I, most part, and a painter. Yes, painter, too. I, I Sometimes I put my sculptures on my paintings. I'm actually working with a wood box. So it's basically a wraparound canvas with a wider frame that I use and a piece of Luan on the front. So it's it's a wooden flat, so to speak, print sizes. That way I can screw the pieces of wood onto if I do a dwelling or if I do a little waterfall on it, mm-hmm. a landscape scene. So it's basically what I paint to my paintings. I'm, been concentrating a lot on clouds for the last two, three years. And I love the colors, and I spend a lot of time out in nature looking at the clouds, so I might as well paint them. My figures, I do a lot of sculptures of figures. I work with wood. I add elements of stone, glass, whatever I, you know, found items. I find wood, and I change it, manipulate it. So I create a lot of figures, waterfalls, and then a lot of dwellings. You're talking a lot about subject matter that has to do with landscape. Let's hear some more about where you grew up and how you are influenced in your subject matter. Long story made short. Dad was in the service. I was in the service. Moved around a lot. Moved in and out of Nebraska. And I've stayed in Nebraska, so I'm pretty much from Nebraska. So I've traveled Uh around a lot overseas and around the United States with being military. So I do a lot of hiking. That pretty much incorporates my art since I'm looking for wood all the time and elements of art. I'm picking up pieces, rocks, whatever, and enjoying what I what I find. And I carve it down, I tear it apart, put it back together, paint it if I need to, whatever I feel that's inside the piece of wood that I found. And seamlessly, because when you look at a finished piece, you wouldn't know that you might have taken a tree limb apart and reconstructed it into a whole new configuration. Thanks. I try to emulate what I see in nature. Same with my paintings and clouds. It's 
it's what I see. It may not be exactly what the way it is. Like some of my figures, it's they can be abstract. Mm -hmm. They're not complete, very expressive. Sometimes with hands carved, sometimes with uh, a leg gone or a head gone. It's just a torso. It's just each piece is individual and unique and pretty much never repeated since I'm working with natural elements. That it's usually never the same. There's, I mean, there's some that are like never the same. Uniqueness is quality that I... Very unique. How could you paint a picture for us about what your work looks like? Could you describe a piece or two of yours right now that you have, have done in detail? I have a several pieces of the paintings that are out. I said they're... It's like a beer flat, a pop flat. It's um, like a cardboard box, but it's made out of wood. So one's, the back side's open, so I can hang it with a wire. Sometimes I'm working with an inch to up to two inch sides. So it sticks out. So There's it, some yeah. relief from the wall. Right. And then when I put a piece of wood on it, that gives it even more of a 3D element to it. And uh, like I said, I'm, I'm working with clouds. So I'm adding a lot of texture. So I love the, the feeling of it. I get your hands in on it. Almost like clay painting, you know. We had an artist here that did that. Uh, that's Svoboda. So it's like finger painting with clay. And so I do that a lot with my different tools, whatever's sitting around, really, to use as a tool. It might even be a stick that I'm going to use in the painting. As far as the sculptures, I will find a piece of wood, never a live piece. I didn't. I don't even tear, tear it off a dead one that's standing. But I like to give it new life. So it's it's. It's something that I handle, I sand it, I work with it, tearing it apart, adding to it to where I get, I don't name it until I'm done. I don't really know, it's finished with the piece because other things might be added or taken away. So it kind of speaks to me. So I'll even collect pieces of wood that look like an arm or a leg. Deborah Butterfield is a really good artist that I, an influencer. Influencer, mm -hmm. along with uh, Giacometti with the elongated arms and extremes. Yes, and, and those are two good comparisons to the aesthetical feel of your work. Thank you. Yeah, they, it's very organic, very natural, and also uh, a nudge toward representation. Not always meaning the same thing to every person, right. but um, in your case, uh, there is definitely a nudge of representation in your mind. But if someone interprets it a different way, you enjoy that. It's how we see it. You know? Yeah, it's not how the artist always sees it either. It's how we see it as a patron mm -hmm. in the public. And your work is very expressive. The color, the feel, and the, and the. Um, uh, I, I, I see it as a message, I guess, of the movements even in your figures or the flow of the landscape. You know, there, there's a feel of that aesthetical appreciation of the land and the space and the time and the person. And Thanks. I, I always try to find it. You know, I love juniper. It's really twisted. It has a lot of waviness in the, in the striations in the wood also. But you'll always... It's... It's out in the southwest in Wyoming, Arizona. It's very popular, mm -hmm. Colorado. But extreme weathers affect the trees, so lots of drought, making it hard, like an ironwood. So I'm, I'm 
people have asked me what's my favorite. It's like just the next piece that I pick up. That's the next piece I'm looking for. So mm -hmm. each, each piece is unique too before I even get to it. I love that flow to try to make a, a figure, especially a runner or a ballet dancer, trying to make that movement happen. Kevin is one of our studio artists, and he's talking about some of his collections right now. If you come in on our first or our third Friday, we're open until 8.30, and the studios are open on those nights also. Kevin's studio is full of those inspirations. That he'll have pieces around that, like he said, it's his next best piece. His, the last thing that was the best piece. Or the might next be... one that I'm going to find, too. <laughs> yeah. I have a lot of projects yeah. in my studio. You know, I have a lot of stations that I leave the tools, the quick, you know, the paints, whatever is there. I put it there and leave it there. So I have lots of pieces that are in process. I know a lot of people like to see that. I, I'd rather see it finished, but it is fun to go back to each piece and, oh, I'm glad I didn't go that far on it. So a lot of times I'll stop on a piece and go to something else. To Bringing up the, the studios, we have several artists with studios. Like Kevin said, some of them are working studios, and, and that's what's just delightful to go into his and see the tools and the materials, and, and you can you know see the artists thinking out loud. Other studios... But like mine are display studios where it's just the finished piece. We have quite a combination here and 125 artists represented all the time in the gallery. So a great place to come and see a lot of variety and a lot of inspiration, a lot of creativity going on. Kevin is available for commissions. I have known him to do many over the years. How do you go about doing commissions for people? Usually somebody sees, like for instance, they'll see the, the big butterfly estuary that I sold the other day. They really liked that, but she wanted to buy a $100 present. Could I do another one for 100 So I scaled it down to a, a nice 6-inch by maybe 42 inches, 2-inch or an inch and 3-quarter box. And just try to emulate what I did before. So in that, that case, it was trying to represent something you had done. Right. They really love that. Just wanted a smaller, less expensive piece. A lot. Or I've had somebody came in. She wanted um, a present for her husband that's a deer hunter. So she came in with some antlers and wanted Ooh. a piece of wood incorporated with it. So I actually got a really nice piece of wood that was a tree, so to speak at one time on a piece of mine that I redid and put it on there and cut the antlers and she came back in and said, I didn't really realize, but he sits up in a tree. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. And she really, that's what, that was her own idea. I've had a patron of mine that bought a piece that you bought of mine, the mm -hmm. Grand Canyon piece. And uh, he came back in and went, he taught kids here in town a pool, the billiards. So he had saw his mentor on TV with a display. So he went and asked him where he got that. And he said, oh, no, no, but it wasn't there when I went back. Somebody else had gone with it, whoever made it. So he asked me to make one. So I made a two-by-three-foot pool table display that would actually hang or actually put on the table to yeah. sit up with a uh, back like a frame. So, and then he bought the hemispheres of the pool balls, so we had actual pool balls. I had a friend that gave me the pool felt, 
off an old pool table. <laughs> Perfect. Right. And then we bought some bigger magnets just to go through all that to get the metal that was underneath where I put the So I was really pleased with that. It took the top of a baseball bat to make a large cue ball, paint it white, so left him where he wanted to put the marks on it to teach him to put English on the balls. That was, that was yeah. interesting. It, every commission is, is yeah. unique too. So it's just like my pieces that I pick up. It's like I would have never thought to do this. So it's, it keeps you on your toes. We like to put art in people's hands. And so please come into Noah's Art Gallery. Uh, we're at 119 South 9th Street. Please listen to our Art Talk Live podcast at KZUM. Check out how artists think and what artists do. We like to share with you the life of artists and so that you can understand. You know, some people think it's kind of mysterious, and it's not at all. It's just really people just doing their passion and, and loving that expression and the meditation, really, that comes out of it, in my case, and I think for you too, Kevin. Also <laughs> I've seen your work. Pieces, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. And yours, the, the, the find I get to is cheat, huge. yeah. I don't have to go to a store. I can go out in nature and enjoy it. Well, thank you so much thank for you. joining me today, Kevin. Your story is beautiful. And I hope that you will come by the gallery or take a look at the website at noiseartgallery.com. Kevin keeps his website very fresh with images and ideas and the things that um, he works with. Thank I, you, Lynette. Yeah, thanks for being here. Uh, this is Lynette Fast. And... You are listening to Art Talk Live. Don't forget to go over to the podcast menu at kzum.org forward slash Art Talk Live and hear some of our other programs. Thanks for joining us. This is Julia Noyes from the Noyes Art Gallery, and this has been Art Talk Live. I want to especially thank Lila Cho for her original violin composition that she did special for us. Tune in again. We'll be looking for you.